Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. Noel is here in spirit. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccan. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. For a check-in, Matt, I, yes. know, I, I know usually I, I, ask, I ask you first, but I just want to say, I have to interject, I am so glad to see you, man. It's, yeah? Uh, yeah, it's been too long. It, it has long. been. We, uh, you know, for any of you that don't know out there, let's just give them a little behind the curtain. We record three times a week, this show. So we get, we usually have a time, like time to be together in a room, mm-hmm. talking, catching up before recording and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as Ben, uh, notes all the time, we are friends outside of this, uh, magical darkened room yeah. <laughs> where we record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, not having that has been, uh, it's, it's not been great. So it's I'm weird. Feels- also happy to see you, sir. Thanks, man. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, Let's see, Paul and I were in Texas and then we're in Chicago for a second. And I am hopefully by the time all our fellow listeners hear this, I will have returned from Brussels. Wow, that's cool. I'm going there tomorrow as we record this. Oh my gosh. Uh, And now, now with all that update, all that prologue, I have to ask. How are, how are you doing, man? I almost I almost uh, almost sent you some prank text when I was at the Alamo, but decided against it. Oh man, I would have accepted. Uh, I'm doing really well. You know, everything in my life is focused on my son, mm-hmm. and we're doing this thing where every morning he makes a picture of a letter, and then we talk about what that letter is, and then the whole day is about that letter. Oh, that's so cool. So, like, walking around, going to the grocery store, pointing out things that are, like, start with B. Uh, it, it's so it's so much fun. And, uh, yeah, the whole thing was my wife's idea, and she's so talented and smart about doing these kind of things. She makes every day unique and exciting for my sons. Uh, I, it's really great. That's, that's, that's what's going on with me. Ben? That's great. I, I want to ask you how you're doing personally and sure. what, what's going on. Yeah, yeah. 
but I have a feeling you would respond. No comment. Okay, so let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and get into the episode, everyone. We're talking pyramids today. Right. Yes. Pyramids, pyramids, some of the oldest known structures built by human beings so far as we know. And uh, these structures have also captivated human beings, uh, not not just in the recent days when mm-hmm. they were seen as mysterious and enigmatic, but uh, during the times that they were built, right? And Yeah, especially coming across, uh, let's say you're walking along a river, you're following a river in Ooh. exploration of some kind, and out in the distance you see something towering, and it has sharp angles to it, Ooh. which you don't find anywhere in nature. And as you get closer, you realize how large this structure is. It's not just a mountain in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's fascinating to put ourselves back in space and time. In a previous episode, we explored the stories of pyramids in other parts of the world, which is a real – it's a real thing. You know what I mean? Like a, mm-hmm. com- one of the earliest pyramids we know about would be the – ziggurats in Mesopotamia, right? Absolutely. Uh, They don't get a lot of street cred, you know? No. A lot of people never heard of Mesopotamia until Ghostbusters came out (laughs) in the 80s. (laughs) No, no, no. Maybe The Exorcist, to be fair. Oh, there you go. Because isn't Pazuzu... Maybe Pazuzu is Sumerian. It all sounds familiar. It all sounds familiar, right? So in that episode, we... We explore what pyramids are, get into the architecture of the structures, how they're typically built, and so on. And we talk about how there are multiple different kinds of pyramids, right? Yeah. And this this reminded me of a conversation that is a little tangential, but I thought you would enjoy. I saw one of those internet uh, hypotheticals, right? One of those hypothetical questions your friends post on the internet, and it said, okay, here's the gist. If someone gave you $10 million right now, cash in hand, with the following caveats, would you take the money? Here are the caveats. One, a snail will follow you for the rest of your life. Two, if the snail touches you, you will die. And then uh, there were a couple other snail-related things. Yeah. My first question with that was, well, what type of snail? Because yeah. they're not all, you know, when we see the word snail, we all think of like the same um, crenellated shell and the, you know, the the like living booger that crawls around yeah. <laughs> under it. Uh, but there are different sorts of snails and there are different sorts of pyramids. So the thing that is interesting about this for our purpose is that there's so many misconceptions about pyramids, right? Uh, people think when we think of a pyramid, we think of the angular structure you're describing, I love that moment you took us back to where there's someone maybe living um, a hunter-gatherer lifestyle or something and they're they're walking along a river and then they see the seat of human civilization. It's breathtaking. And uh, they don't get immediately killed by the security forces <laughs> or of some kind. Right, <laughs> right. Or the crocodiles yeah. or the other wildlife, yes. Uh, so – when we think of pyramids, we think of pyramids in Egypt, located in uh, northern Africa. And it's all because of the movie Stargate. And it's just completely because of the movie Stargate, which is an amazing documentary. It is. <laughs> uh, so it's strange, though, because as we found, there are pyramids in other parts of the world, right? Oh, yeah. They're they're not just in Egypt. We in our previous episodes we found them in South America. We or we knew that they were in South America. We also found them in Africa, parts of Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's fascinating, and we keep talking about this because anytime we bring up pyramids, you you just get back to the question of why, like why why the heck. <laughs> Why did you do it that way? What is it? Why? Why did you do that? Yeah, that's my favorite part too. You know, like obelisk. Yeah. Those are weird. It's weird yeah. to, remember when we went to uh, when we went up to DC and we filmed some stuff about the Washington Monument? Yes, which once upon a time was going to be you know a statue of George Washington, but now it's this, now it's this ridiculously phallic thing you can crawl up inside of and reach the top. Yeah, man, the tip. I don't know. That's what it's all about. That- 
but for, but really the just yeah. that that um that concept is still baffling to me mm-hmm. um with all the varying types like you're talking about the ziggurats the you know the more angular pyramids the stepped pyramids all these mm-hmm. things it's just um they're so symbolic and i think outwardly symbolic of something to have that shape it also goes back to you know the construction process of you know building Oh, yeah. Up in that way. Right, right. But still, it's just, I don't know. There's something so mysterious about it. It's true, yeah. Uh, we know that we know that the primary purposes of pyramids and pyramid-like structures, I would also include maybe mounds mm-hmm. in the North American continent. Uh, we know that the primary purposes tended to be spiritual or funereal. Right, these are gigantic tombs, Taj Mahal style, or these are, in the case of some ziggurats, si- holy sites, sacred yeah. sites of worship, uh, wherein rituals are enacted. At least that's our best understanding from the work of archaeology and archaeologists. Right, right. The work of some brilliant archaeologists, yes, yes. right, and then also the work of some uh, just morally bankrupt ones back in the day. And then that's, you know, like the the racism that gave rise later, first to the idea of lost civilizations and then later to the idea of uh, extraterrestrials because the people, unfortunately, we have to hit this fact, the people who wrote uh, a lot of early, uh, early stories about discovering these different amazing structures in different parts of the world, uh, they – they were somehow on some level offended by the idea that the ancestors of the local people could have built those. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, we know that that's the, that's the craziest thing. We know that pyramids, despite being ancient, the, the ancient pyramids and structures we talk about remain controversial today, not just because of the institutionalized discrimination and stuff, but also because people continue to claim that they have discovered more ancient pyramids. Yeah, thanks to Google Earth. <laughs> no. Hey, don't you know I love Google Earth and LiDAR. I know, that's true. We, we, we all do. They're amazing tools. Uh, it just – it gives uh, an opportunity to at least search from behind a computer screen the entire planet for things that look angular or out of place or, <laughs> right. you know, square or rectangular. Right. And it's not to say that these things don't exist somewhere in the world because in many parts of the world, the surrounding ecosystem will eat everything made by man. You know what I mean? You can build something in a jungle and it can just – for all intents and purposes, it can vanish. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, you and I probably both still check in to see how many new ruins or ancient sites are found just in the Amazon alone. Yeah. There's a ton. Uh, so, so we know that these things do exist, but we also know that there's a lot of exaggeration and a lot of hyperbole uh, involved in these claims. Generally, these discoveries become controversial for one reason or another. And it's not it's not a case of, you know, someone pretending to be a scientist and lying or selling snake oil, as is so often the case in a lot of scientific um, research. The scientists, the archaeologists, the experts, uh, they say one thing, maybe in a relatively obscure journal of some sort. And then some, someone else says, hey, this would be a great headline for my uh, my blog, my my pop culture news thing, right? My fringe website. My fr- my fringe website, sure. And then then all of a sudden, what the scientists really were saying gets convoluted and, and telephoned into something different. And that's where we get into these claims of ancient, hitherto unknown civilizations, or they try to find something that is a selling point for a pyramid. Because in mainstream news or in fringe websites, just saying, hey, here is a pyramid found that confirms long-held beliefs that this group of people lived in this way, you know, yes. or ate this crop, or et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we, want, we want some hyperbole. You know, we want some, uh, some superlatives, like when you graduate high school. Well, yeah, and the reader and or listener or whoever – 
I think, this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. wants to have that discovery moment, that uh, eureka moment where it's, oh, civilization was older or civilization did exist in this part of the world or, you know, th- that kind of uh, – I don't even know exactly what it is. It's that – it's a mystery being solved, right? Mm-hmm. And you yeah. want that answer even if it doesn't – even if it's a question – that you weren't even really asking in that moment, mm-hmm. but you see the potential for this answer to a cool thing. I'm, I'm not sure if I I'm explaining that saying. right. Yeah, we like um, we like patterns and solutions. Yeah, we like seeing uh, we, we like seeing the bridge between concept A and concept B. Human beings are all about connection, right? Yeah, I think I think that's a, I think that's profoundly astute, man. Because now we're talking about a psychological drive. And so what what does this what does this drive mean when we read about pyramids? Well, it means uh like you said there are all these claims uh <laughs> that this is the oldest one, here's the biggest revelation that you're going to get with mm-hmm. regards to this whole thing and we're going to give it to you right now such as let's say it's let's say it's 1996 and uh-huh. you're at the independent and you get a a you know, a tip about some seashell constructions in Brazil. Uh-huh. And you post it up. And you put a title that says something like, World's oldest pyramids are discovered. In Brazil. But that's literally all you have to put at the title. That's what yeah. they put. World's oldest pyramids are discovered. Right. Because with this kind of reporting, people love seeing an est, an E-S-T, the big est, the old est, the strange est, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when we when we see the world's oldest pyramid, we think, what, Brazil? That is definitely not Egypt. <laughs> uh, so so the, the story with this is interesting because this is just one of a pattern of um, oldest pyramid claims, right? Mm-hmm. The Brazil pyramids date back to 2000 BC, 2000, 3000 BC or BCE, whatever you prefer. And the construction techniques are different because, again, not every pyramid is created equal. These are, as you said, Matt, built of seashells and they were built over a long period of time. But for I think starting in maybe 1992 or so, about four years before the articles published, uh, teams of researchers based in the area had been trying to figure out what was up with these things because they had been um, largely deconstructed. Yes, or uh, broken down, right? That's yeah. just over through natural processes and stuff or, you know, destroyed. Right. And they were literally called in that article the um, – the remnants were called whoosh, whoosh, piles of ancient rubbish. <laughs> whoosh, whoosh. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they were uh, they were deliberately built, but uh, while archaeologists estimate there used to be a ton of them, a thousand pyramids there, some thousands and thousands of years old, only ten percent survive in any recognizable way. Uh, they thought the structures were 160 feet high with bases that were up to 37 acres. So this makes them much bigger than the earliest examples in Egypt, not as high. Uh, and also they took a long, long time to build. So that's a claim and that's that's a fairly uh, reputable claim. The one thing that makes it different when you really think about pyramids in Egypt is that pyramids in Egypt have survived in not the best condition, but as pyramids go, they're, they're top notch. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, they are what fans of classic cars call uh, cherry condition, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, a lot of the pyramids in Brazil are not like that. They don't exist anymore. But now you can claim that's the this is the oldest pyramid well yeah and again when you're establishing the age of something like that it, let's say the primary construction is made of seashells um the the mode of determining the age of those is to then carbon date somehow the the structure or whatever is made up of those things and if you're dealing with seashells i guess 
by carbon dating the shells themselves is how you get that number or that range. But still, mm-hmm. I, I, there's so much variance there. I guess that's why you have something like some of these are 2,000, 3,000 years old. Uh, some of them are up to 5,000 years old. And those estimates, too, get so ballparky at some point, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, one could say, however, that, you know what, the the margin – on uh, the margin on the dating process here uh, it may be pretty large, but it doesn't invalidate everything. So sorry, Egypt. Uh, that's it. Brazil has what, – what we now know as Brazil has the oldest pyramids. But this was not the only claim for the oldest pyramid. The debate continues today. We'll tell you more about it after a word from our sponsors. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we're back. And we're going to jump to a different part of the world. Ooh, where? In a different time. Oh. Yes. So we were in the 90s, 96 to be exact. Ooh. Let's jump to just a couple years ago, 2016, and in Kazakhstan. That's right, Matt. In 2016, uh, a report came from an archaeologist working at the Kazakh National University, a fellow named Viktor Novozinov. Uh, this – apologies for the mispronunciation there. Uh, he claimed that specialists working at the Saryakinsky Archaeology Institute in Karganda, Kazakhstan, led by a guy named Igor Kukushkin, had discovered the world's oldest pyramid in – wait for it – Kazakhstan. <laughs> there we go. There we go. And that's another oldest pyramid. And it's, um, you know, it's another one of these super captivating headlines, captivating stories. Sure. Uh, the headline itself was world's oldest pyramid was found and it's in Kazakhstan. Uh, that was from Nature World News. So, mm-hmm. you know, slightly different publication, but still it's that same kind of title that's just going to get your attention. Um, 
So it's believed to be built roughly a thousand years earlier than uh, some of the more prominent pyramids that are found in Egypt. Yeah, um, a thousand years before that is that's pretty significant if if that's proven, right? So it's located in this place called the Sariaka Steps, mm-hmm. and uh, it's near the city of uh, Karganda. It's like. 3,900 miles northeast of Cairo, Egypt. You know, that's that's a long way. That's Just a for comparison. Really long way. Um, and, you know, it's similar in appearance to some of the other pyramids that exist there. The Pyramid of uh, Dozier or jo- Joser. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce any of those things. I'm sorry. But again, it's uh, it's really interesting. You can find the article on it if, if you go and look. And, um, you know, there's more you can find here. It popped up on uh, it popped up in a couple of places in 2016 that you know Yahoo wrote about it. You can also find the statement from Novozanov, mm-hmm. uh, who believes that this was this is what they call a step pyramid. So it doesn't have that complete um, flat angle, right? Yes, like a pyramid at Giza or something. But uh, he believes it was a Muslim built for a local king. Still, the age of it seems legit, but does that make it the oldest pyramid or structure of this type? No, say researchers in Indonesia. You see, geophysicist Danny Hillman, Nata Widjaja, and again, <laughs> thank you. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to our episode on the Orang Minyak, Orang Minyak, uh, and told us that if our pronunciation was terrible, at least it was endearing and amusing. Yes. So hopefully that's what we're going for here, folks, improv rules. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this geophysicist, based out of the Indonesian Institute of Sciences, analyzed a site called Gunung Padang in Java, in Indonesia. And they said that this this thing that people thought was just a weird hill for a long, long time was actually a pyramid and a very, very old pyramid. This is, by the way, one of the more well-researched claims at this point. Yes. Which is not a ding on the other pyramids. This is just to say that the site in Indonesia and the team in Indonesia had more time to spend and yeah. had access to better tech. Yeah, they did. They had uh, ground penetrating radar <clears throat> and a couple other things. And they also took photographs of the site and published them and made them available so that you could see, you could really see it rather than just being, you know, some text on a website somewhere. Uh, that always lends credibility. If you go to sciencealert.com, you can find some images, some aerial photographs mm-hmm. um, that were taken and some like closer up to the structures. It's it's really fascinating to see. Uh, I don't know. I This one – this one gets me. This is compelling. Yeah, this is compelling. This What's strange about this one is that while it was presented in an academic setting, uh, I think on December 12th at the annual meeting in the American Geophysical Union, it was still considered highly controversial. Mm-hmm. But the research is – compelling you can you can read it in depth uh, if you just if you just check it out online it looks like there were four separate layers and they were built over thousands of years so the first layer the one that we would consider the surface looks to be about 3500 years old the second layer however looks to be 8000 years old and then they get to the, the really crazy stuff. This is where it becomes super controversial, right? Yeah. The third layer, according to their estimate, is somewhere between 9,000 and 28,000 years old. Yeah. 28,000. I mean, maybe. Honestly, maybe. Maybe we just don't know yet, man. But, but that seems a bit of a stretch. I mean – it's pretty crazy. If you look at it too, they've got a an example of the layering. Mm-hmm. It shows you all the different ones and the structure and how uh, how it looks. And that initial peer, the initial layer 
that yeah. you're talking about, the one that's that has that range of age, it is the most sharply angled, um, the the most basic pyramid structure like part of the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, if that truly could have been built even just at the minimum of that number 9,000 years ago, mm-hmm. that is so significant for humanity and the history, uh, you know, of, of um, bipedal intelligent things walking around on this earth. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty dang cool. I can't wait to get to Indonesia one day, man. There's so much history there that we just don't know about in the West. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, so one thing we do have to say about this, about this site, is that when when I mentioned that the research was considered controversial, I mean it's a ton of people are criticizing the team's conclusions and their methods. They're, they're very much going hard on the paint with this. Right now, the presentations that they made remain non-peer-reviewed, which is a big criticism by their, their opponents. Uh, but time will tell, right? Yeah. Uh, the wheels of archaeology grind slow but exceedingly fine, if we're paraphrasing. And they've been at this since 2013. So it looks like they're they're giving it a serious go. And this is not going to be the last ancient site that's found, right? Absolutely. So we know that there may be even older stuff out there. And the – you know, it's almost – it's almost the wrong way to phrase the question when we say let's search for the oldest man-made thing because there are so many things we don't know. Let's just search for all the old stuff. That's that's what we need to do, right? Yeah. Because so much of it has already disappeared. But this leads us to I – mean, we had a long preamble here, but this mm-hmm. leads us to uh, something that I think captivated us. Uh, you, you hipped me to this, Matt. More and more people have started to claim that Indonesia, Kazakhstan, Egypt, Brazil, that they have nothing on the true old structures, that there are much, much older pyramids out there in some of the world's most remote locales. We always think of Egypt when it comes to pyramids. But what about Alaska? And we'll talk about that right after a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening.
Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Here's where it gets crazy. It's true, fellow conspiracy realists, in recent years, various groups have claimed pyramids created by some unknown civilization can be found in both Alaska and Antarctica. Now, we've explored the Antarctica theory briefly before. Yes, uh, we have. And But before we even get into that, let's, let's establish here just the concept of uh, general belief in how humanity began, in, you know, in the Fertile Crescent, mm-hmm. um, in in parts of Africa, Tigris, where, Euphrates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where where the rivers were, where the water was, where mm-hmm. the um, the land again was fertile, and people could survive easy, more easily. Let's say, even though life was a struggle, uh, and then humanity spread out from there going to all corners of the earth over over the course of time, right? Mm-hmm. So when you introduce an idea that perhaps there's an even older uh, version of humanity that existed in some other part of the world, um, that's, that's why it's such a, a controversial idea because it goes against the basic understandings that are, that are generally accepted. I see. That's a good point uh, because – you know, the most popular theory for human uh, human arrival on North and South America, as we call them today, is the crossing the Bering Strait via the Bering Land Bridge, which was about 20,000 years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. So the issue with that is, for, for instance, there's a 28,000-year-old pyramid in Indonesia. Uh, the, the issue with this idea of a pyramid in Alaska is how is is one of um, pure resources and timeline, right? Uh, because if you if you notice, a lot of these pyramids that we've mentioned in other parts of the world are built in more human friendly environments. Yeah, you know what I mean. So the idea of pyramids being built in these freezing areas seems like something that would turn our understanding of history completely on its head if this were true. So what about Antarctica? Let's just do the quick and dirty. Okay. Uh, We talked about this before. Check out the other episode if you have time. Uh, Let's just say uh, in Mm 1910-ish, the early 1910s, the teens there too. Uh, some British explorers were hanging out in Antarctica. They were looking around going, hmm, this is uh, pretty desolate, <laughs> barren. I'm not seeing much here until they saw a uh, rock, a nice pointy rock. And they said, hey, let's put this on our map. It's a pyramid. Uh, it's the pyramid rock. It's a pyramid. <laughs> it's the tip of a pyramid. Great. Um, Finally. That's what it is. Uh, you know, it was probably – some kind of natural formation or, you know, from shearing from ice or something. Generally, let's say that that's probably what it was. Mm-hmm. It isn't necessarily exactly what it was or who knows what they found. There may be a mystery out there in Antarctica still with the old pyramid rock. Um, we haven't been able to find it thus far. Mm-hmm. Neither of us have been to Antarctica. But um, that this, uh, let's call it a seed, this concept of, oh, there's a pyramid on this map of Antarctica? Mm-hmm. Somebody labeled that? That becomes a catalyst for all kinds of stories. Right, yes. Some were admittedly fiction, such as At the Mountains of Madness, written by H.P. Lovecraft in 1931. Uh, some were more rumor mill kind of stuff reported as if they were true in in newspapers, right, in in Mm -hmm. the following decades. Uh, 
But from 2012 to 2016, there was a new round of rumors spreading, and they they were based on photographs that apparently showed some something, some uh, geographical feature in Antarctica with regular triangular sides, the kind of stuff that, to your point, Matt, earlier in the show, would not occur in nature. And so it was the argument about the face or pyramid on Mars all over again. People on one end were saying, this is true. Someone's covering this up. This is stuff they don't want you to know. And then there were other people saying, well, if we don't get photographs of this thing at multiple angles, how do we know this is not just a trick of perspective? Which is different from from immediately calling BS. It's just saying, go back there, take more pictures. Yeah, let's let's verify. What is it? Uh, the old adage: trust but verify. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And uh, it's funny because there there were even more rumors spreading. I think the the favorite is our our returning uh, returning champion of our show, Buzz Doctor Rendezvous Aldrin returned in this story because I think in 2016, toward the end of 2016, there was this rumor that he posted a picture of this ice pyramid, as people were calling it, and then said, we are all in danger. It is evil itself. And then he rapidly deleted it. Yeah, that was the rumor. That was the rumor. But what if he really did that? (laughs) How crazy would that be if Dr. Rendezvous was like, Look at this pyramid. They're here too. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. I don't know. I, that would be that would be out of character for him. Yeah, it really would. Oh gosh, that's cuz he's oh. he's known sort of as a, you know, as someone who's trolled uh conspiracy theorists before or what mm-hmm. he calls conspiracy theorists. But anyway, so that's that's Antarctica at this point. Don't get us wrong. There's a lot of very strange stuff that happens on that continent. Mm -hmm. And it's part of the reason I think that you and I want to go. Yes. Uh, And maybe we can talk Paul into going with us. But – He's had some Iceland experience. mm -hmm. I think he would would be fantastic as like a guide and a – oh, spiritual advisor. I think – okay. Yeah, Paul, can you come with us? Cool. He says yes. Great. He's in. Let us know also if you have been to Antarctica. We'd love to hear your adventures. So Alaska. Let's talk about this one. This is this is a little more recent and this is a bit more enigmatic. According to a couple of people, there's something strange uh, buried in the ground about 50 miles from Mount McKinley. Today, the most uh, well-known proponent of this idea is a writer and ufologist named Linda Moulton Howe. Here's how the story starts. All right. Travel back with us to Anchorage in 1992. This is, uh, just for comparison, the same year that the Brazilian research team began Digging into the seashell pyramids. So, it's true. Yeah, 1992, same year. There was a television news broadcast from Channel 13 out of Anchorage, and they had a segment about this whoosh, whoosh, discovery by whoosh, whoosh, geologist, another whoosh, whoosh, one more time scientist <laughs> of an underground pyramid that they said was many times the size of existing pyramids in Egypt, and specifically the Great Pyramid of Giza. Mm-hmm, exactly. So. Here's how it – here's the rumor. Here's how it went down. So U.S. scientists were concerned about nuclear tests being conducted underground uh, by the government of China. So they set up seismic equipment in Alaska to monitor this possibility of, of nuclear testing. And keep in mind just while this is all happening, it's President George H.W. Bush mm-hmm. in the White House. Good call. Good call. Uh, this discovery – again, was only allegedly reported, and a scientist, again, according, this is a campfire story. If you're listening, you, Matt, Paul, and I, we're all gathered around a campfire. Okay. So let's use our campfire voices. Okay. So the next day, a scientist visits the station, this Channel 13 out of Anchorage, and he says, could I get a copy of that video? No such broadcast exists. They responded. <gasps> And he was stonewalled. 20 years later, 
a retired military officer named Douglas A. Muchler, claimed to have seen this Channel 13 report, and he gave this information to ufologist and investigative journalist Linda Moulton Howe. Howe confirmed the nuclear test, but seems to agree with Muchler that there's more to the story. You see, she believes that there is a pyramid and that any information about it has been covered up by someone or some organization. Thing, something. Dun, dun, dun. On the wing. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's awesome. It's awesome. It has even more fuel to the fire here because, you see, uh, <laughs> there was also a video that came out apparently recently. Yeah. That, uh, that showed footage of this pyramid uh, that a team of explorers stumbled upon, right? Mm-hmm. But there are some problems with the video too. Oh, there are certainly problems with the video. My understanding is that it has this thing that, that's called text-to-voice. Oh, right, 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 where people want to disguise their voices or their accents or what, what have you. Or yeah. just to be able to type something anonymously and then mm-hmm. have the computer vocalize it. Can you do a computer voice? An example? Me? Uh, mine would just probably be misconstrued as Stephen Hawking. Oh, I see. Yeah, I want to stay away from that one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But it's the similar thing where it's a, a, mm-hmm. a program that is is vocalizing the, the mm-hmm. words there. But the – I just want to get this really fast because this is the most mind-blowing thing for me with this whole sure. story, this campfire yeah, yeah. story there. Because, you know, it mentions that this, this person, Linda Howe, confirmed the nuclear test mm-hmm. that China conducted, right? Well, we we can also confirm that that occurred, or at least there was reporting about it in places like the New York Times and the Chicago Tribune mm-hmm. um, uh, in May specifically of 1992 when China conducted a large test and the signals or the uh, vibrations from that test were registered throughout the United States specifically their uh, system of detection devices that are all over the planet. Right, right, and have been since shortly after the invention of nuclear weapons. Yeah. So so that story itself has that – it's that grain of truth thing where when you're looking into mm. a campfire story like this, you begin to see the walls. They're illuminating. You're like, oh, we're actually in a space. This really does exist wherever this is or whatever this is. Mm-hmm. But then you go looking a little bit further and you get to that point where um, Linda says, you know, the the actual location of where this pyramid is, though, has been secreted away. It's been covered up. And then it goes back to your original question when we're talking about pyramids in general, a question of motive. Why yeah. cover this up? Why disguise it? Is it, is it perhaps a sacred site? For local cultures Mm. or is it a site uh, that is considered unclean for some reason? The problem with with both of those claims is that other holy places throughout the world have almost always become tourist destinations. Yeah, and you can make money off of those things and that's nice. Uh, But here's the thing. Yes. Around Alaska where it was located – not going to get tourism out there, probably. You got to build a bunch of civilization first. <laughs> or maybe someone already did. That's the argument, right? That's the argument. So uh, it is true, though. You're absolutely right uh, that there wasn't just one test uh, in 1992. There was a test on the 21st of May, a test on the 25th of September, and a failed test on November 2nd, all in the same year. So this this was extensive testing, but the one you had mentioned in that New York Times article, it's true. That was the largest underground test the government of China had taken at that time. So it is true, but the, the problem here is that there's very little indication of a pyramid in Alaska from anybody other than these sources that we've named. It does lead us to something interesting that we we had never covered before, which was the existence of a Bermuda Triangle in Alaska, the Alaskan Bermuda Triangle. This is the kind of thing that a lot of um, more mainstream television producers love, 
Yes. You know, you can see, a, I'm sure you can find a cheesy episode about this, but, but just so that everyone has the concept, maybe we can explore this and see if there's more sense to it later. Uh, there is this belief that much like the Devil's Triangle in the Pacific or the Bermuda Triangle in the Atlantic, Alaska has its own triangle uh, in which people disappear. Uh, it's an area of sparsely, very sparsely populated wilderness. It's very cold. It's a hus- inhospitable location. Uh, wild animals abound, right? And this this triangle is thought to stretch from Barrow, Alaska in the north, which I think was popularized in 30 Days of Night, to Anchorage in the south at the left, all the way down to Juneau. And it's different because it largely goes over land, right? Yeah. Rather than ocean. Maybe there's a bay or two that it crosses. Yeah, and in, in this case, it's it's generally just – I think one of the concepts here is that it's generally forest areas, it's mountain areas. There's mm-hmm. a lot there's a lot of it's very cold, there's a lot of ice, there's a lot of snow, there's a lot of all of these things that are somewhat inhospitable for humans, right? In within this triangle area. Um in the center of it at least mm-hmm. before you get out to the edges. And you know, a lot of the claims that have to do with the Devil's Triangle, Bermuda Triangle, and all these things, they have to do with a lot of uh, magnetic anomalies a lot of times. Sure. They have to do with weather patterns that occur within those spaces. Um, and you could – at least you can imagine something occurring here where in this – some it's not desolate. It's just uh, – it's not a place where a lot of humans gather and have all of their stuff, Right. I think we should do an episode on this in the future. Oh, I think so too. Because yeah. the disappearances that have occurred over this little triangle within Alaska, they're, they're many and uh, they're pretty frightening. Since 1998, more than 16,000 people have vanished in this, this area mapped out as the triangle. Uh, this contributed to an average of roughly four missing person reports for every 1,000 people in Alaska. That is more than double the national average. Gosh. So not only are there uh, relatively few people in this part of the world, but a lot of them go missing. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe Alaska is just a place where people get off the grid, you know? Or maybe they, they end up at the pyramid. I, ooh, that's the thing. Okay, okay. Look, before we wrap up, let's yes. let's talk about the the biggest, at least most fascinating, out there concept for why a pyramid in Alaska would be covered up. All right. Do you want me to just tell you what it is? Yes. I think you know it. What is it? We've been talking about ancient, like human civilization, building it or something like that. Uh huh. But the concept that perhaps. All of these pyramids across the world, the big conspiracy, were all influenced by the same extraterrestrial force that, oh. that shaped humanity, that perhaps seeded intelligence on this earth, on I, this planet. I'm picking up what you're putting right? down. Yeah. Like a, an intelligent panspermia kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me is, is the most captivating version of this. Of like that's why a lot of these secrets are still hidden. That's why we don't truly understand the pyramids in Egypt. That's why we truly don't uh, fully understand why they're everywhere. And all of the, all of humanity was so fascinated by that shape and that structure. It's kind of a sacred geometry argument too. Yeah. So Stargate. Stargate. I mean, not to not to diminish that. That would that would be amazing if it were somehow true. The the counter-argument people make for that, of course, is that at the time, given understanding of construction and technology, that was the easiest thing to build that would last for a long time. You know what I mean? I know. I know. I wish – you know what, Matt? I hope the truth is out there too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> hey, tell you what. Uh, if, if we do meet extraterrestrials uh, in our lifetimes – if I ever meet them, even if you're not there, I, I am going to try to get them to build a pyramid. Even if they don't care what it is and they're yeah. just like – they think it's our 
our hello ritual, if they spend the rest of their time with our species thinking that instead of, you know, waving or shaking hands or vocalizing, you build someone a pyramid (laughs) as a way of greeting them. From scratch. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll be worth it. Yeah, I'm so down with that. Let's get T-shirts with pyramids on them. I want – what I want to see is let's do – a pyramid on the ground, right? When it's kind of nice, you see kind of the surrounding. It depend. It doesn't matter what kind. It could be a ziggurat. It could be whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then above it is an inverted version that has lights on the top of it and the bottom that's like hovering down or coming down oh, to meet cool. it. So it's like as above, so below. In and a way. it's kind of like the old UFO pictures where the UFO would be casting a tractor beam down on the ground. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, we could also. Oh, you know what? Let's go with that design. That's okay. brilliant. I have a caption. Tell me what you think. Okay. Aliens, the first pyramid scheme. Oh! <laughs> is that a print? thing? No, not yet. That was now off the dome? Now. Yeah, yeah, let's do it now. Man, you're good. Okay. Uh, well, I'm Nomad Frederick. But, uh, but we want to hear your thoughts. Have you ever been to Antarctica? Do you think this there, there's some sand to this Alaskan pyramid idea? Uh, or do you think it's just another rumor in the echo chamber of the internet? Uh, perhaps most importantly, and this will help us with an upcoming episode, what's your take on this idea of a Again, for lack of a better phrase, Alaskan Bermuda Triangle. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, If you want to meet our favorite part of the show, your fellow listeners, uh, find us on Here's Where It Gets Crazy, our Facebook page, where um, I recently asked for some suggestions for upcoming episodes. Yeah. And we got like hundreds of responses. So we've got to go through. Have you checked that out yet? Oh, I haven't been on Facebook in weeks. That's awesome. No, you don't. I'll, I'll take one for the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but check it out. That thread's still active and let us know. Uh, let us know by writing to us uh, with your ideas for upcoming episodes or your feedback. Uh, and if you if you don't care to sit down and write something out or you don't like the social means, you can call us. Yeah, that's right. Get your get those vocal cords involved and uh, call one eight three three S T D W Y T K. Leave us a message. Tell us what you're thinking about an episode. Tell us all – answer one of the questions that we ask in one of the episodes. Give a suggestion mm-hmm. for something you want to hear. Uh, any of it, all of it. Make us laugh. That's my favorite thing ever. Just if just be funny. I love mm-hmm. it. It's, it's not, a lot, not a lot to ask. And uh, to put our money where our mouth is here, shout out to EJ on Here's Where It Gets Crazy who heard us talking about Skyrim and went ahead and posted some pictures of us complete with uh, with our helmets. Dude, our with our horned helmets? I don't even know which helmets those are in the game. Like, is that an iron helm that you're wearing, Ben? Uh, that's that's the one from the ads, okay. the original advertisements, but it's actually, it's not that great helmet. Well, hold on, hold on. Noel looks like he's wearing an Oblivion helm. No, uh, no, no, he's not. No, he's someone. not. He's not? That's in the game? I think it is. Interesting. Uh, and then I went back and just asked EJ for Daedric Armor. <laughs> and it came through. <laughs> so that was really cool. Thanks so much. You can see what we're talking about if you go on Here's Where It Gets Crazy. But if you say, I don't like social meds, it's 2019, I don't like talking on the phone, uh, we totally get it. You can write to us directly. We are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now.
Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.